Hello there everyone, Art Burns here. Hope you're all having a great day. I hope that you're meeting the day today with the presence, the acceptance, and the compassion that are not only going to enable you to, to find joy and satisfaction and happiness even under the most difficult circumstances, but also these are the three qualities that are going to help you to reduce and, and avoid the stress and the, and the negative, very negative impacts of you, on your body, your mind, and your spirit that stress will cause. Um, if you've followed me for any time uh, or maybe you've attended one of my free uh, webinars about stress reduction, you know that I have a lot of experience in stress, right? And I, I've worked very, very hard over the last few years to, to increase my knowledge and to increase my understanding of techniques to help avoid stress. And that's really what I do, right? And, and even when I talk with parents, you know, it's, it's really about reducing the stress first and taking ourselves out of that survival mode that stress is and bringing us into the creative mode that, that life is supposed to be, right? The stress response is very, very valuable thing for us, right? But only if it's taken in small doses, as is necessary, right? If we're living with chronic stress, not only is it is it really bad for our bodies, it's bad for our heart, it's bad for our uh, respiratory system, it's bad for our, our brain, our memory part of our brain, so many different areas of your body that are, that are suffering when we're uh, in the chronic stress response, including your immune system, which these days is something that we're all very, very concerned about. But not only the physical aspects, but it doesn't allow you to to really be present, to show up for your life. You know, it doesn't allow you to be present with the people who you love. It doesn't allow you to to really see the things that are going on in your life. You know, so that they will benefit you rather than you know just kind of making it through the day, right? And so, back when I was very very. You know, I come to this stress reduction, um, you know, as somebody who's suffered from it, right? Like I am someone who has walked the the, uh, the path over the coals and everything else to to get to where I am, okay? And at one point, stress was, it was literally killing me. It literally was killing me. I just, I was, you know, in very, very bad shape. I was um, over 100 pounds overweight. I lost over 100 pounds a few years ago. Um, I was uh, medicating, self-medicating and drinking and, and just really destroying my body in many, many ways. But I was just also in a in the nervous system way and in just the, the ability to just be present was not something I even knew. I didn't even know that I was missing it, to be honest with you, but I was never present. And one of the things that, that really uh, stands out in my memory from that time is the sense of never having enough time, right? Feeling like I was always rushing, no matter what the circumstances. I was always, you know, just, just behind schedule, I was running late, and I never had enough time to deal with what I had to deal with. Right now, of course, I've since come to learn that 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 was the stress response itself getting me to feel that way. It wasn't true. But seriously, when I <laughs> I um, I remember the first time that I watched the movie um, Goodfellas. Right, there's a scene towards the end of the movie, right before the guy gets arrested. Right, the main character Henry Hill, I believe it is. Right, he gets arrested. Right, and just before he gets arrested, it's like you know the 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 journey that he's on. It's coming to a head. You know, he's just he's he's you know just taking all the, the cocaine and he's he's in a really, really bad place, right? And it's just that moment where there's a scene like where the helicopters are following him and he's talking about how he's gotta like, you know, he's gotta go and, 
and and drop off the cocaine with his he's got to go pick up the cocaine from from someone drop it off with someone who's going to put it you know take it to on the airplane and he's got to you know he's he's doing all this running around but one of the things was that he also had to like cook the chicken cutlets for somebody's thing that night or something and it was just the way that he described this was that all this stuff that he had to do and had to do it in such a short period of time I was like at the edge of my seat I was like this is me I mean of course it's not about chicken cutlets and it's not about cocaine for me but this is me I literally embody what this guy is talking about right and, and I mean yeah I was not high on cocaine during <laughs> during my times of that but but that's the way that I lived, right? Like that is how it was for me. I, I always felt like there was just these 25 different things that I had to get done and I had to get them all done right now. And it was just, it, it just was, you know, obviously looking back on it, it was quite impossible what I was trying to get myself to do, right? But that didn't matter to me then. Back then I just felt like this was life, you know? And I'm talking about every single day, right? Every day it was like that. And so when I said a moment ago that I realized in, in retrospect and, and I came to learn that, that it's not so much that I had all these things to do, right? I mean, yes, I, I was a busy person. I mean, I was working in the New York, New York City advertising agency uh, world as a vendor. So I was answering to a lot of different people. I had a lot going on. Um, I still had family things. I had friend things. I had, you know, social things and all that. And I did have a very, very busy life, and that was definitely contributing. But there's lots of people with busy lives who are not overcome with chronic stress, right? So it wasn't just the busyness. What it was, was the stress that I was allowing that busyness to cause me that made me perceive that I didn't have any time, right? And that's a function of the survival mode. Right? Like as you're going through the stress response, right? Your your brain is the, the part of your brain responsible for fear is in control when you're in the stress response, right? Remember, stress is the survival mode of your body, right? Which means that every part of your body thinks that you're under some kind of crazy attack. It thinks that you're that guy in uh, in Goodfellas with helicopters following you and, and the, the the smuggler forgetting her lucky hat or something like that, right? And just and, and cooking chicken cutlets and, and running and winding up in the emergency room after, you know, kind of, you know, having a, a mild heart attack probably, you know, that, that that's what your your body feels like you're going through, right? And it's not that it's it's not that it's perceiving what you're going through as that. It's, it's projecting that that's what you're going through, right? Based on the fear that you're feeling about not having enough time. So, so what happens is when you feel like you're getting very busy and you allow that stress to be triggered, what your, your brain is actually doing is it's telling you that, yeah, you do not have enough time to do all this. You better start running. You better start panting. You better start going as fast as you can because there's no way you're going to survive this. And that's the stress response, right? And so how do we fix this, right? This is an enormous, enormous problem. And like I said, this applies to, to CEOs as much as it applies to stay-at-home moms, right? Which is essentially a stay-at-home mom is like the CEO of a family. So, I mean, I don't mean to diminish that, that responsibility that a stay-at-home mom has, but, but it applies across the board is my point. Right? No matter what it is that you're doing in your life, if you are experiencing high levels of chronic stress, right, which means that every day, which is 
by the way, 77% of Americans, and this is pre-COVID statistics, right? 77% of American adults experience chronic stress, meaning that every single day their body enters that stress response, right? Now, again, the stress response in your body is something that is very, very helpful to you if you're being chased by a lion. <laughs> but I mean, even realistically, there are lots of things in your life that, that, that your, your stress response can assist with, right? Like when you're you know, about to step into a street and there's a car coming, you hear the car out of the, the corner of your mind, it makes you freeze, right? That's the stress response. That's the mechanism of the stress response stopping you, right? Fight, flight, freeze, right? Um, you know, it's also the kind of thing where, you know, when you open a door and you smell gas, right, before you even know what's going on, right, before you can identify what's, what's wrong with this situation, your body is already reacting. That's the stress response, okay? These things are good for us, right? They keep us alive and they are responsible for the evolution of our human species over the course of hundreds of thousands of years, right? But they're only meant to be experienced in short doses, right? Like two or three minutes at a time tops, right? And then we're supposed to come down. The problem is with chronic stress is that again, you get into, it becomes almost like a lifestyle of stress, right? You just, you feel that heightened sense of arousal, right? Your heart rate, your, your, um, your respiratory system and all this stuff is, is, is wound up. And again, that's sending the message to that fear center of your brain that something is terribly wrong here, right? So whatever you're in the middle of, your brain is saying, hurry up, <laughs> get through this because we don't have time. We're about to die. Like my system right now is going haywire, right? And when you do this day after day after day after day, which unfortunately is the case with 77% of American adults, and again, that's pre-COVID, numbers, right? I have, I don't even know if there's studies yet for, for current numbers. There probably aren't, you know, but, but right now it's probably 90 some odd percent, right? So as we do that, what happens is we get into this being our normal. You know, we talk about that now with COVID, right? That this is the new normal, right? The wearing masks in stores, you know, not being able to go to the places that we used to go, like concerts and sports events and, and all this stuff, right? This is the new normal. I like to think that it's a temporary new normal, but who knows? But right now, it is the new normal, right? And so that's what happens in your body and in your brain and in your, your mind when you live with chronic stress, you know, for, for weeks and months and years, you become the, that becomes your new normal, right? So, so what happens is from the, from the moment you wake up in the morning to the moment you're able to finally fall asleep at night, which is something else that's very, very uh, common to, to chronic stress. It's often, the, it's often seen as the very first sign of unresolved chronic stress is the inability to sleep, right? Because when you finally stop doing everything all day, now your, your brain and your, your thought process just starts reeling off all this stuff that, that's like, you know, like your brain's like, I don't know why you're relaxing. We're still under some really, really heavy stuff. Something really bad is about to happen. I just know it because my body's been telling me all day that something is really wrong, you know, because your, your brain, you know, there's parts of your brain that are sensing what's happening in that mode of hyperarousal, 
right? So when you get into that day after day after day and you never come down from it, right? And it's combined with the sense of fear, right? Which is, that's, that's the, the distress, right? The, and I talk about this a lot. The difference between um, anxiety and excitement is the emotional value of fear. So when you combine that emotion of fear with that constant hyperarousal, your brain is convinced that something is terribly wrong. Right. And, and there's unfortunately folks. And again, that's where I say it starts from the minute you wake up, you know, you start thinking these thoughts because your brain and your mind are still like, like what is about to happen? Like something is going on because to your brain, right. And, and the process of your brain, which we call the mind, it doesn't know the difference between an actual event and the thought of an actual event. Right, so the perception of you being late for stuff or you having too much to do, right, is, you know, to your brain, it's thinking, like whatever you're thinking the consequences might possibly be of whatever you're going through, your brain feels like you're experiencing those, those consequences right now, in real time, in the real world, right? And so, so your brain, as soon as you wake up, it's going to start making you think these thoughts like, hey, what's wrong today? You know, what's wrong? Because remember, we're, we're in this place, right? We're, we're constantly in this stress, you know, zone. So, so what's happening? What's wrong? You know, get up, hurry up and get out of bed because something is wrong here and we need to fix it. Right. And so what happens is, and of course I'm painting the, the absolute, you know, most scary, you know, picture of stress, but unfortunately this is very realistic for a lot of people and you might be one of them. And even if it's not this severe, it's on a spectrum. Right. And, and some days you might feel exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Other days you might feel a little less and some days you might feel zero, but, but it's never far away because again, it's become a habit for so many of us, right? 77% of us. Right. And so, so this sense again of just never having enough time, right? Like being that guy in Goodfellas and just, you know, driving your car everywhere, you're looking at the, the uh, helicopters and going to this place, going to that place, cooking some chicken uh, cutlets and, and just doing all this stuff, right? You know, you're, you're, you know, what, what happens is you just feel like, you know, again, you, you have this perception that there's no time, which is at least partially because your brain is telling you you don't have time, right? And, and this is, again, this is one of the most vivid memories that I have of that time in my life when I was feeling that level of chronic stress every single day. Right. And it was very strong and it was very constant. And this is why, you know, oftentimes, you know, another thing that happens, another thing that I do remember from, from these days was that I often used to get sick, like a lot, like anybody got the cold in the office. I got the cold. All somebody had to do is mention a cold and I was going to get sick the next day. Right. And I truly believe that this was my body just really breaking down. I mean, yes, your immune system is lowered. So you are more susceptible to, um, to, to infections, you know, bacterial and viral infections, right? But, but also I think this is your body kind of saying, oh, we're sick, you're staying in bed all day and watching television because you need a break from all of this stress because your body just can't handle it, you know? And so, so again, getting back to the time aspect though, right? When, when we when we're, we're feel like we have no time, we never have enough time for anything we have to do, right? What's happening now is that you're, you know, you're never present with what it is that you're actually doing, 
right? Because you're constantly thinking that that there's, you know, what's the next thing that you got to do, right? You're, you're constantly in this panic mode of having to, you know, if you have this many things to do in this shorter period of time, you've got to be thinking about the next thing and then the next thing after that and the next thing after that because you're never going to make it through, right? You're never going to make it till the end of the day, right? So, so you're already thinking at three o'clock in the afternoon what you got to do by six o'clock, right? Like not just what's happening at three o'clock in the afternoon, right? And so, so, so what happened, you know, the, 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 the net sum total of that, right? The net effect of this is that you're not present with whatever it is that you're experiencing, right? And oftentimes, you know, this means the people that you love, right? This means that you're not present with those around you, right? You're not present with what you're doing, you're not present with who you're doing it with, and you're not present with the emotions that you're feeling around the people who really mean something to you. And what we find after years and years and years of this, right, and our bodies start breaking down, we look in the mirror and we're, we're 100 pounds overweight and we have terribly high blood pressure and we're worried that we're going to have a heart attack one day when we're 45 years old right? Because our doctors are telling us that your blood pressure is scary high and you're going to wind up having a stroke or a heart attack any day now, right? And that's when we, we look back and we realize like, wow, you know, how much does any of this really matter? You know, all this stuff that I was so worried about, you know, the job that I was so worried about keeping, the money I was so worried about making, if I'm in the hospital, does any of that matter? right? Well, the job, you know, I mean, if I keel over and die, how long is it going to take them to replace me at my job, right? If I, if I keel over and die, how, what does it matter how much money I have in the bank? I mean, of course, we like to take care of our family. We want something left for them and stuff. But I mean, really, you know, like, what's the point, right? So if we can't be present with what it is that, that makes us happy, then we're never going to really, you know, again, it just all seems like, pointless and 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 that's where not only do we feel the stress and the 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 negative impacts of that but now you add in burnout right and now you just kind of you know I talk to people all the time and they're you know in their 40s and 50s and they just feel like they're they just got no direction they're just like I don't even know what my life is about anymore you know and that's because of all of what I'm talking about, right? Because you just, the, the days just go by because all we're doing is trying to just get through them, right? We're not actually living them. We're not actually showing up for them. And so here's the thing, right? Not only is stress taking away the ability to be present, right? But here's the magic is that by being present, we take away the stress, right? By, by being, and, and not only do we take away the stress, but in fact, we wind up feeling like we have much more time when we're actually present, right? When we actually, you know, practice paying attention to what is happening as it's happening, right? And we, we force ourselves, and it takes force in the beginning. It takes really hard practice to, to undo some of these habits. But once you undo the habits and you really dwell in what is happening as it's happening, not thinking about that next thing and the thing after that and how much little time I have and how many chicken cutlets I got to make and how much cocaine I got to run all over town and all that kind of stuff. But, but when we really just sit down or, or just not even sit down, because it doesn't mean you can't rush, right? It doesn't mean that you can't do things quickly. 
right? It doesn't mean that you can't get a lot of things done. Some of the most productive people I've ever met are very, very mindful and very, very present with what they're doing. In fact, the more mindful people are and the more mindful you are, the more productive you can possibly be. Right. And so when it's, you know, as parents, like, you know, I'm home with the kids all day these days. I'm doing all these. I have meetings with my clients. I have videos I'm making. I have like 15 minutes in between meetings to make, you know, make meals for my children and check on what they're doing with their, you know, their homeschooling and everything like that. And, and it's, it's, you know, if I allow it to, I get very panicked and I feel like 15 minutes is nowhere near enough. But if I'm present with what I'm doing, I can make the most of those 15 minutes and it actually is enough, right? I'm able to get done everything I need to get done. And I'm able to really show up for my clients and I'm able to show up for my wife when she comes in the door from a very difficult day on her feet at work all day. Right, I'm able to be present. It's not like it used to be where like, oh, I can't believe you're home. I need to take a break. I need to get out of here. I'm dying here. You know, <laughs> it's not like that anymore. And, and that's because I learned to be present. And being present opens up all this time because really so much time is taken by thinking about the, how busy we are and how many different things we have to do. And when we're thinking about how hard this is, those are seconds that are just ticking away and we're missing them. And that's how 15 minutes goes by like that, right? But if we're really paying attention to what we're doing and we're dwelling in the present moment and we're, we're accepting that, yeah, this is hard. You know, this is very, very difficult this time of, of my life. You know, this is not what we all signed up for. It's tough. It's hard. It sucks sometimes. But you know what? It's, it's life. And when I can accept that and I can turn towards it, and then I can allow myself to be kind throughout it, right? Just really pay attention to being kind, right? To myself and to everyone around me. Now, I'm not worried about all that stuff. And now I have much more time than I ever thought I had. And much more time than I really need, quite frankly. So I hope this resonates with some of you. I actually, you know, that's a, that's a bittersweet kind of thing. You know, I, I hope it doesn't resonate with a lot of you because if it does, it means that you're, you're feeling what I used to feel. And, and if that's the case, then I'm sorry. And I, and I really, I want you to know that it doesn't have to be that way. And if you are feeling that way and you want to know some of what I'm talking about, about how we can practice being present, how we can practice acceptance and how we can practice compassion through all this stuff, I want you to just get in touch with me, okay? You can go over to my website, artburnscoaching.com. There's all my contact information. You can actually book a call right through that. Um, you know, go there, do that, or you can just drop a comment wherever you're watching this, or you can email me at art at artburnscoaching.com. Um, you know, look me up on Facebook, look me up on LinkedIn, look me up on Instagram, you know, message me in any of those places, but really just holler at me. All right, because if you're feeling any of what I'm talking about here, if any of this resonates with you, I want you to know, you know, maybe it doesn't feel like it's that bad for you right now, but it's a slippery slope. And the sooner that you're able to, to you know, get control over the chronic stress that you might be dealing with, the better your chances are of, of living a healthy, wholesome, and, and fulfilling life. All right, so, so get in touch with me, okay? Thank you for listening. I wish all of you well. And, and by the way, if there's anybody else, you know, in your life who you feel like this would apply to, then, you know, maybe show them this video or maybe, you know, um, have them, you know, 
see if you can get in touch with me. You know, I know that's a little, eh, you know, <laughs> you know, just call this guy. But seriously, uh, I've had people refer people to me that they, they didn't even realize how much they needed it. But after, you know, uh, four or five weeks, they're like, I can't believe how different my life is and how much I can actually enjoy myself. So if you feel that way about yourself or anyone else, then, then take that first step and just holler at me. Let's come up with some, some ideas and some plans. Just spitball some stuff around. It's not like we have to commit to anything. It's not like it's an obligated kind of thing. It's, uh, it's very low key and, and we'll just feel it out and see if, see if there's something there that, that works, okay? And if there is, I'd love to help you. And if there's not, I'll give you some pointers anyway and, and I wish you well. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. I wish you well and... Um, and yeah, I hope that you're, you're having a great day and I hope that you're able to, to find the presence, the acceptance and the compassion that I'm talking about. And if you can't, again, call me up. Thanks a lot for listening. Wish you well. Take care.